0: Okay, Tom Repke, can you just do 30 seconds of explanation before we put you on the air at 7.07? How do anxiety and opportunity ever fit together?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, 30 seconds can't do it. Oh, okay. (laughs) But I think if you pull all together the things even you guys have talked about this morning, I mean, even most recently, your thought for the day, so I'm driving in, it's Mm -hmm. like, I think the thread, and Curtis is just coming around it in a whole different way, but it's all back to the same thing. It's about being present with Jesus, Mm -hmm. because life comes at us. Yeah, Yeah. it sure has. And so, Gabe, you said, you know, give me the Holy Spirit, and I got this. Well,
0: (laughs) The Anxiety Opportunity is the name of the book that has caught Tom's eye. We're going to be finding out what Pastor Curtis Chang has been writing and studying And we'll talk with Tom about it coming up here at 7.07 on Mornings with Mark and Gabe. Good morning. Don't be anxious. Don't be. Just stay tuned. Yep. Mm -hmm. Get your coffee. My name's Mark. My name's Gabe. He's our resident thinker, Pastor Tom Repke. That's and, a new title. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Good
2: morning, Pastor Tom. We Good got, morning, Gabe. We got <laughs> titles for everybody.
0: I <laughs> guess. Uh, you know, we have Northeast Ohio's most beloved arborist and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, our resident thinker. Why okay, not? Okay, well, thank you, you for
1: the kindness. But yeah. I'm not so sure I'm thinking.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm pondering. You know, I. I I got uh, uh, solicited an email from you yesterday, and we were started going back and forth on some things, which results in you being here. Right. right. Yeah. And showing up with some coffee cake ministry, by the way.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Melinda. Thank you, Melinda.
0: That's not the only reason you're here. No, right. Of course. (laughs) I know. Um, Now, the reason you're here is you have been reading a book lately and actually meeting with... Uh, a guy who not only wrote this book, but is beginning to lead a conversation that I think is going to be very instructive for all of us in the year to come.
1: I think so, yeah. So Curtis Chang is a, he's a, a, was a pastor, and out of his own story, dealing with anxiety, he, he left the ministry.
0: Okay. Now, <laughs> I guess that's an interesting place to start. It but, is. Yeah, because, Gabe, we don't really think a lot about how our pastors are being affected everything that's swirling around us in the church
2: well i have a different perspective because my dad was one there yep. you so go exactly i do know um you know different people deal with it different my dad dealt with it well you know he was he was made for it i guess uh but it didn't stop the hurt that came on oh the, sure oh, right yep you mm-hmm. know uh, it didn't stop the fact that i I probably would have had anxiety. It definitely made me have a certain, you know, being a minister's daughter, I definitely grew up going, I don't know if I would want to be a minister's wife.
1: Right. Because mm. of
2: what I saw them sure, have yeah. to go messy, through. Right. Under, it, oh, under yeah. the cover.
1: Right. That's like, oh, it's, my goodness. It's constant. Right. Well, and then think about that today. Right. Two and a half years yeah. after a global pandemic. Oh, and yeah. It's like. I think we talked about this a while ago is that barn is talking about how a lot of pastors are saying I'm done. Yeah. Right. Because it's just, it's just hard, 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 hard. And it's just life. Right. And so I think that's why Curtis, I've been listening to his podcast for over a year and, I've got a good friend, Christy Statz, who lives in Canton, who runs the National Immigration Forum here in Ohio. It's a national organization talking about immigration. So you talk about another level of anxiety in our culture. right? Yes. Right. And so she invited Curtis, just because she could, to a conversation with some pastors down at, uh, in partnership with Ashland Seminary at uh, the Vineyard in Columbus. And it's interesting because, uh, the pastor there, Nate just retired, uh, and is, but they have leaned into really ministering to the whole immigration issue in the Columbus area with immigrants. And so yeah. Afghanistani, you know, Afghan issues and just all this. So it was just interesting to sit with Curtis because, you know, how do you tie immigration into anxiety? Well, okay. It's not hard to do because I think that's the reality. Now it's interesting. You know, what's the, Let's go back and let's just define, because Curtis starts that out in the book, defining what anxiety is.
0: Well, before we even get there, okay. I want to know a little bit about Curtis, uh, because you know, not only do we usually not put together the words anxiety and opportunity, but the words pastor and anxiety are hard words to put together. Tell me a little bit about... Curtis's story.
1: Well, he, as I understand, he, he on the West Coast, and he stepped in uh, as a called as a pastor to step in behind a, a founding pastor. Yikes! Right? I mean, oh, yeah, that's a tough one. But, uh, really hard to do, and then just got to a point where it was overwhelming, couldn't lead through it, and and it it imploded, and so he he left ministry. Broken, mm. and, and I love the fact that he is, you know, what he's been doing through the podcast and through writing the book is, uh, you know, one man I really pay attention to. He's a therapist, uh, Dan Allender. Dan uh, has just shaped me in so many different ways. And he, he comes from the context of trauma uh, mm. and really saying that all of our lives, I mean, all of our stories, your story, Gabe's story, my story, uh, we, trauma is there. And we got we have to name it in order to push through it. And so it, it's interesting, even in the book, he... He does a study on the book of Mark and how all these interactions that Jesus has with people are grounded in trauma, you know, that there's things going on, lots of anxiety there. You know, there's only two stories out in the gospel account, according to his, you know, looking at it, that it's, it really is not that, that it really is, you know. My, my needs, my wants, and 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 so again, the thread where we're going to land, and this is where Curtis, so tell you then before we get there, just, just so we so see it is that it's about my time with Jesus, that it's not about what I'm doing or what I want, it's really about who I need, and it's that being connected, so back to your thought of the day this morning, it's about the Holy Spirit, you know, being there, To equip us to be God's people and then to speak into that because anxiety is just part of our life. And so I think that's where Curtis really helps to say, let's just walk through it, through the door of anxiety as opposed to avoiding it.
0: You know, we have talked about, I think, Gabe, maybe more than any other topic since we've been on the air.
2: What's that? Anxiety. Anxiety. Well, like. The, well he we came onto the air and right. went right into yeah. a Boom. pandemic. Um, yeah.
0: And you know, we've talked about oil well, three hundred and sixty five times in the Bible, it says fear not. Right. Oh, well, yeah, I can say it all at once, but it doesn't it doesn't remove the fact that when everything you know gets removed from your life, except a couple basic things. Man, you've got to do some either soul searching or scripture diving or something.
2: Total dependence on God. You have to. That is what people resist,
1: it seems. It is. And so even the idea of where you're going tomorrow with the book of Philippians, okay, to be reminded, you know, Philippians 4 is the clobber verse, right? Where don't be anxious, don't be anxious, don't Mm. be anxious. Well, that comes in the last chapter after he's laid out a couple things before we get there. So, the tension is we need to understand that we are, and I love the way Curtis talks about this, we are hardwired for anxiety. It is just part of our life, Mm. it is part of our brokenness, it's part of our reality. And even Jesus and his humanity experienced anxiety. He did. Okay, so how do we think John 17 and 18? Yeah, how do we think we're going to walk away from this? And the idea, just to give the definition to it, is this idea it's just a natural fear of loss. Okay which means it's part of who we are and part of the idea of what we want for the future, right? I mean, so you think about whether we're talking about immigration or we're talking about politics, because, you know, there's another election coming up here. And, and, you know, exactly, talk talk about anxiety, right? It's like, this is nuts.
0: Well, yeah, and Ohio is going to be, uh, I mean, we're going to talk about this after-party idea a little later uh, as we get into this conversation. But if there were ever a place where a Bible study having to do with how we talk about politics is needed. We've got today issue one. Right. We've got November coming up with the abortion issue. And then we're gonna launch right into twenty twenty four.
1: Right. Hello. Oh my goodness. And nobody wants that. Here we go. But it's see it's because partly it's I, I would argue it's the secularization of our culture. It's the fact that the church hasn't been salt and light. It's the fact that Jesus' people aren't leaning into the power that he's given us through the Holy Spirit and, and the, what that means for us. Uh, and that's, that's where it becomes messy and difficult in terms of our relationships with each other. And so how do we lean into that? Well, I mean, we, we think when we have anxiety that there's something wrong with me. And I think what Curtis is saying is like, no, you know, there's nothing, I mean, other than sinfulness, right? It's just your human, human story. The truth is God will meet us in the middle of that.
0: We're going to dig into the anxiety opportunity in just a moment. We'll check Andre's forecast in 67 heartfelt radio in Barberton 717 on mornings with Mark and Gabe. Mark Zimmerman here. Gabriel Collins here and Tom Repke over there. Good morning. Yeah. Good Pastor Tom is from Linden Road Presbyterian Church. He is a frequent guest on this program whether just sitting in that chair over there as a guest or leading a Bible study. He's with us a lot. Just happy to be here. Thank you.
1: Thanks for We're happy the to have you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for Coffee Cake Ministry. All well, that too.
0: Thank you Melinda. We
1: mm-hmm. appreciate you. So tell us about this book. Well, it's interesting. So he, uh, early on in the book, he quotes a a, a secular um, uh, re- researcher. Her and we're
0: talking about Pastor Curtis Chang, Chang right. and the book is the Anxiety
1: the, Opportunity. Correct. How Worry is the Doorway to Your Best Self. But it's interesting. He says, She says, uh, she's a leading researcher, uh, Tracy Dennis Tarway. As a clinical psychologist and neuroscience researcher, I have devoted the past 20 years to understanding difficult emotions like anxiety. And I believe that we mental health professionals have made a terrible mistake. Hmm. She's not a faith person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, we've convinced people that anxiety is a dangerous affliction, that the solution is to eliminate it as we do with other diseases. But feeling anxious, isn't the problem. The problem is that we don't understand how to respond constructively to anxiety. That's why it's increasingly hard to know how to feel good. Mm. Hmm. And so what's interesting is, you know, she she leans in, she's written to the Wall Street Journal, a number of articles like this, trying to help shape the conversation. And so what Curtis tries to lay out is that, you know, we miss the point, is that anxiety really helps to shape us in terms of understanding. So the example, one of the examples he gives in the book is, you know, we think back to the messiness of Katrina, right?
2: Mm -hmm. The hurricane
1: that came through. Right. And so what was the problem? Well, I mean, okay, we can get into climate change and all that, but the reality was, why did the floods happen?
0: Because there was insufficient ability for the levees, right, to handle right. what came its way, right. So we think which was historic anyway,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah. So and he, well, everything's historic in this time we're living, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's it like
0: yeah, another true. month comes along and there's another <laughs> moment. It's like,
1: what is this? And so, what is God trying to do? Right. I think He's trying to get our attention. And it's like, do you, do you trust me? Do you love me? Do you know that I care for you? Do you know that I will provide for you?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And mm-hmm. it's that mindset. And so even the idea when Jesus shows up, you know, there after the resurrection and he sends the Holy Spirit, it's interesting. He You know, he breathes on the disciples. And, and you know, so it's, it goes back to that story out of Genesis 1 where God breathed on the earth. You know, John 20, it's it's such an amazing, beautiful thing to be reminded. And so, you know, to sort of talk about, you know, there's all sorts of things in this, but, you know, in that moment, and we've talked about this before, John Eldridge has, uh, who's a good friend of Dan Allender's, but he, he talks about, he's got a thing out called the pause app. And the whole point of that is to force you in the rhythm of the day. It's a free thing that you can get off of for your phone um, that pops up in your phone and just says, take a moment and pause and reconnect yourself to your heavenly father, Mm. you know? And it's Mm. like, if we would do that in the midst of conversations about politics or conversations about immigration or trying to figure out economics and to say, Jesus, you are the center of who we are. Send your Holy Spirit to inspire us, right? That's a whole different approach than (laughs) (laughs)
0: Absolutely. So tell me, how long did it take for Pastor Curtis Chang to realize what kind of a vortex he was in in terms of what was happening in his life and how long it took him to get out of that or at least get it under control so he could write for it and be a benefit to the church the way he has.
1: Right. Well, you know, it goes back to before the the pandemic. Okay. And and so, you know, he's in partnership with a couple other really smart people that do, do a regular podcast called the Good Faith Podcast where they're just talking about these kinds of things. And how do we, as God's people, have good faith in the midst of, you know, messiness, and the midst of our brokenness? So exactly the story is, you know, over his lifetime, he realizes because his story, he came here as an immigrant. And so mm, it, it, it goes okay. back to, and, and I didn't realize this until we sat in a conversation last week um, about the fact that, you know, there was this Chinese immigration policy that went into effect in the 1900s that basically said, if you're Chinese, you can't be here. And it's like, what, you know, this is America. This is the land of opportunity. We've been, you and I've both been to Kenya. And as we met people there, it was like all of them want to come here because it is the land of opportunity, but it's also, there's a responsibility there about how do we, and it's interesting, uh, Dave Zanotti, uh, he and I have a good friend, Bill Allen, that, that Bill, I, I had him speak a number of years ago in Ashland. And he talked about the responsibility of the poor to do well. Well, in order to do well, we have to make sure we don't put things in front of people that they can't do well. You know, so that's a whole other mindset. But it's like as Christians, we want the simple, you know, three easy steps or give me the green pill versus the blue pill. Right. And that's where Curtis, I think, in his journey, and it's obviously it's a lifetime because he talks about the trauma he went through uh, as a boy coming here to, the, to America. And then, you know, just leading through that and being, you know, is the, only, the only Asian kid in, in his elementary school. You know, mm-hmm. it's like he showed a picture of, of that. And it's like the, the, what he had to wear in the midst of that in terms of the weight of being different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with the kingdom of God, it's like nobody's, di- we're all different, right? That's the beauty of what makes the, the, the way the kingdom works. And I think as Christ followers, that's part of where we've got to figure out how to get back into the dialogue and the conversation to be reminded wh- whose we are. And that that's really the whole journey of the story is being connected to our Heavenly Father.
2: Well, you asked, you said uh, about first, let's define anxiety. Right. So I have, of course, I looked it up. Um, Anxiety, a normal reaction to stressful or uncertain situations. Um, And of course, that definition goes on. But, you know, we're going to have that almost every day. Yes. Especially now, like since uh, since the pandemic, uncertain situations every day. Um, and, you know, to me, and it also says it's your body telling you to stay alert and protect yourself. And when I saw that, it it led me to the scriptures where it's saying, be sober, be vigilant right. for your adversary, the devil. You know, he, he's out like a roaring lion exactly. seeking whom he may devour. So it's kind of, um, I don't know. It, it's hard to, to put it in words. We all know what it feels like, you know. Uh, but those uncertain situations are just always going to happen. So, I don't know. How how do we use um, this as an opportunity? I know I have never heard of turning it into your best self. Right. Hmm. How do you do that? Well, I just want to kind of add,
0: Tom, and maybe this will help your answer a little bit. As I was listening to Curtis's podcast and as I was looking at some video he has posted, One phrase just jumped out at me. He said, anxiety is not a sin or a character flaw. Mm -hmm. And I just, I hit pause. And I just said, well, Lord, thank you for that. Because I never have ever thought that way.
1: Right. I've always thought, what's wrong with me? Well, and I think, you know, go back to the conversations about being in the hallway. You talk about anxiety, right? That first conversation where you're like, okay, you're not going to be doing what you were doing. Yeah, that was anxiety, I think. (laughs) For all of us, and it sort of kicks it to a whole new level. And I think the idea if we see it that, again, it's God's handiwork in our lives and the fact that Jesus models for us, you know, in his own story. And what did he want? I mean, even on that night when he was betrayed, I mean, what was Jesus looking for in his humanity? He was just looking for community, right? Disciples, go with me. Mm -hmm. be with me. Right.
0: Pray with me. Pray
1: with me. Right. Are you kidding me? And so even listening on the way up, uh, our friend Andy was talking about this gentleman in in, um, Russia, right. Of sharing the faith. Yeah. How did he do it? He would just ask, can I pray for you? You know, how many people do we see on a daily basis that if we would just stop in the moment. And so part of it is to really orient ourselves that if we're walking with Jesus, to be able to, and know that we're all working through. I mean, I'm working through my stuff, right? And I and the last week I had some things that were just like taking me out, but it's like, okay, Jesus, it's almost like the Jesus prayer. I need to center myself. So there's that ancient practice. And that's one of the things Curtis talks about is like, okay, let me just pull back or, or like the Eldridge app, the pause app. Let me just pull back for a moment and say, God, you know this. Jesus, you know where I'm at. Help me, you know, just center myself in you because you know what I'm going through. Right? It's not chaos. There's order here, even though it's broken. Does that make sense? I'm trying to make it make
2: sense. What I'm, I guess, so I'm looking at, okay, you have the anxiety. And it, when when you're trying to use it as an opportunity, is it kind of, can you kind of uh, um, combine that, the pause uh, app you were talking about? Sure. So you get the anxiety, you pause, reconnect with right. the father. Right. And then what's the how do you use this to to make an opportunity
1: well how do just, you how do you make this be the doorway to our best selves? well the fact that you've just stopped in the midst of the messiness mm-hmm. you know and then just because i, I think the holy spirit's going to show up
2: absolutely okay
1: yes so yes. that's the answer to your question is that okay and i don't mean pie in the sky I, you know the problem is we we want to prescribe it away and sometimes i think really it's like you know watching these guys at the tour de France or like the, there was a big race this weekend in Glasgow. And it was like amazing to watch this, this kid who, and he's like, I think I went two laps too far, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cause he almost, he, he almost couldn't get to the van at the end of the race. And I think that's our lives. Right. And I think it's in those moments where we overdo it and we, we don't t- take and pause and we, we get busier and busier. I mean, we've all just gone back to normal, right? I mean, just we were already dealing with a mess before the, the pandemic in terms of our cultural issues. And now we're just back at 150% of what we were doing because it it's just back to that. And it's like, no, no, we need to stop and center ourselves. And so I think the answer is to, to do that. And I think it, if we really believe that God's true at his word, that he's going to show up in those moments
2: mm-hmm.
1: and remind us of your scripture, you know, that, no, I, I, I've got this. I've got this. This is not something you have to carry. Um, and I think that's the part. I mean, John 20 He just, you know, Jesus comes and says, peace be with you. Mm -hmm. You know, do we really believe in what he's saying there? Uh, That, you know, he's going to breathe on us through the Holy Spirit. And I think that's the part. And even I think I've mentioned this before. I'm working through a series at the church on the book of Acts. And the last word in the book of Acts is the word unhindered. Mm -hmm. Paul's sitting in prison. (laughs) He's writing his gospel, his his words, he's writing them. And yet it's kind of messy because he isn't going to get to go do what he wanted to do. It, but yet he, it, the gospel, and we sit here today because of their faithfulness. Because people went and did, even though it was messy, and it, so the, yeah. it, it gets complicated really quick.
2: Yeah, Paul would be the great example <laughs> of someone that could overcome anxiety,
1: right? And I think push straight through it. We, we we push through this verse, and, and Allender calls it the clobber verse. They're out of Philippians four. Don't be anxious. But I think we have to see that 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 phrase that that sentence comes after Paul's laid out a couple things before there mm-hmm. so the conversation you're going to have tomorrow with Bible study of seeing that that's the foundation of how do we approach anxiety how do we approach when when life seems like it's upside down pastor tom repke is with us we're talking about
0: the anxiety opportunity and we're talking about the fact that uh, this is a really good resource to have As we approach a very, very interesting time here in American history with Election Day 2023, Primary Day 2024, and Election 2024 approaching, there is a tool that can help, and the folks in Ohio get that tool first. We're going to find out about it in just a couple of moments. play games. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And it doesn't matter what game you're playing. You can
1: start all over again anytime you want. Life's different. There's no reset when the game is over. That means your decisions are more important. They mean something today. They can mean something forever. Life. You live it, we share it. And every time you support this ministry financially, you introduce life to others every
0: single time. Heartfelt Radio 91.9 FM
2: The time is 7.31. Andre has our forecast.
0: No
1: heat
2: in
0: sight, not with this pattern. We will not see 90 degrees for the foreseeable future, at least in the next week or two. For today, sky's becoming sunny where it's not already, and it's going to be just a little less humid. Look for a high of 79. Variable clouds, there could be a lonely shower tonight. Weak system scooches by. Should not be a big deal. The overnight low, 61. Tomorrow, back to sunshine. Highs near 80. Clouds increase Thursday. Late day showers, thunderstorms are possible. The high, 78. I'm meteorologist Andre Bernier for Heartfelt Radio.
2: And right now, Massillon waking up to 61 degrees. Copley and Wadsworth at 60 degrees. And here in the Magic City, we're at 62 degrees for heartfelt radio i'm gabrielle collins good morning
1: heartfelt radio weekday weather forecasts from fox 8 meteorologist andre bernier are sponsored by hawkins sales
0: mark zimmerman here gabrielle collins here and pastor tom repke over there over here good morning yeah and Coffee Cake Ministry provided by Melinda Repke. Yes. Thank you, Melinda. Thank you, Melinda. Okay, so we've been talking about these words that don't seem to go together: anxiety and opportunity. The book that caught your eye came out from Curtis Chang and Zondervan, uh, The Anxiety Opportunity. Now tell us about this resource that is going to be available. It looks like the folks who put this thing together have realized that Ohio is going to be ground zero in the next 14 months they are for yes. yeah for mm-hmm. what's coming in terms of the election multiple times tell us about this resource and what it can do
1: Well uh, David um, David French and uh, Russell Moore who was with the Southern Baptist uh, group and oh, then and by
0: the way David French if you are not familiar with the name, one of the smartest, Christian Humans in America.
1: Right right. now, he was in partnership with Curtis, but now he's working for the New York Times as an op-ed. A Christian at the New York Times. Can you
0: imagine that?
1: (laughs) So, uh, uh, Curtis set up a nonprofit called Redeeming Babel. And so, part of his journey is all this dealing with anxiety, and the book came out of that, um, is to how do we we have conversations? I mean, it's interesting. So, uh, as part of the dialogue uh, at, at the Vineyard, a gentleman from Cincinnati was there, uh, Chuck Mingo, and he runs a ministry out of a Crossroads church called Undivided, and they are trying to deal with the issue of race in the Cincinnati marketplace. Huge church, multi-site. And so they invited 1,200 people signed up for this program, and they were going to try to create conversations around dinner uh, with folks. And what they found out was amazing is that they surveyed the 1,200 people that signed up out of their church. So these are all Jesus people, supposedly, right? Right but 50% of them said that they had never had a person of a n- different race in their home for a meal.
2: Hmm.
1: Interesting. So there are all these things, you know, it's like, it's not a linear thought pattern. It really is like bubbles. So where we've been this morning, but all these issues come back. I mean, ultimately it sits on the re- our relationship with God. And so part of what Curtis and, and uh, the, the, what they're calling the after party and it, folks can go to redeemingbabble.org and there's a link there. Uh, to this curriculum where, and it, and it was interesting. I sat with 20 pastors, good pastors, at uh, Slyman's over in Independence here last week. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, do you guys want to talk about politics? It's like, you know, crickets, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, because you think about we, you know, 2016, it was a mess. And then 2020 was even a worse mess. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, there's another one coming at us. How do we, and it really, and I think it points back to this, this larger understanding. We don't know each other very well. Mm. Right in our relational pieces, and so Curtis is in its an attempt, it's going to be imperfect, I'm sure, because it, it will be until we get to King, you know, the kingdom of heaven shows up. Right. Um, that we need to have how do we have conversations, and I think that's where they're going to try to offer a curriculum, a small group curriculum with videos that can then help. And, and in Ohio, right now, they're t- test marking it, so check out the website and then um, see how, how maybe your church or your small group could get access to that. And, and just in this moment, try to have a conversation and it's supposed to be out later this, this fall.
2: That 1200 people, that was people of all races yeah. and cultures. Yeah.
1: Cincinnati is a pretty diverse town. I've mm-hmm. been to crossroads. Uh, catalyst used to do their, one of their satellite events there. So I can remember being there with lots of good folks, you know, 5,000 people in attendance. And it looks like, you know, the kingdom of heaven, you know, in terms of the beauty of people. And then, the same time, it's like, really? And I think that's part of the problem. And, and you think about coming out of the, the pandemic, you know, we all locked ourselves in our homes and we didn't really, you know, and even the idea of front porches, I mean, it's messy. Uh, and, and unless we move intentionally into relationships with people, we're, we're, this stuff isn't going to resolve itself because we're trying to make politics do something it was never meant to do. Right. So that's why we're voting <laughs> today. Right. Because yeah, right. There, there's an issue coming up in November that some folks are trying to deal with today. And so that's why the issue is in front of us. It's like, do we change the way? And it's it's really confusing because if we do one thing, it's it's like, ah, this really isn't the best thing to do because mm-hmm. it's going to create other problems.
2: Yeah,
1: And it's because we don't know each other's story. That's really what it comes down to. We don't do life with each other. And I go back to the model that Jesus on that night that he was betrayed, he was just looking for a relationship. I mean, he knew the end of the story, but he also knew he had to walk through it. So you talk about walking through the door of anxiety, it's like, boom, he, he had, because that's for us, right? If he hadn't done that, you know, it, there had to be a death, but there's also resurrection, and that's what we get as people of hope. You know, as we look at this topic of anxiety,
0: one of the news stories that I passed on for today was another story that was talking about nationwide, one of the factors in the apartment market being as thin as it is, is the increasing number of single person households mm-hmm. in the United States. And to your point, Tom, we are driving ourselves further and further away from each other, where once upon a time we would gather in homes in multi generational families. I mean, when I was growing up, you know, my grandmother lived with us. Right. That was, and that was a rel- relatively normal thing in society 60 years ago that there would be multiple generations under one roof. But now the number of single person homes or apartments is skyrocketing. We are dividing ourselves and separating ourselves at an increasing rate. And, Wow. You talk about driving anxiety and how we have lost touch with one another.
1: Right. And I go, go. I go back to Gabe's question, you know, so what does that look like after the pause? Because I think that's where we all want to be. Mm -hmm. You know, we want it to be okay, but, but I think it's okay to say it's not okay. It's
2: not okay. Right. Right.
1: And to say, I got you right in the midst of that Mm -hmm. and just offer being present. And I think that's part of, you know, our story is we really need to be present to each other. And that gets complicated because you can't do that, you know, from afar. You have to do that face-to-face, person-to-person. And, and it's it's awkward and it's hard, right? Uh, even the idea, how do we tell our stories, right? Um, it, it, it's one of these things where, I don't know, it, It's it, I think the evil one is, you know, we're living in a season where he's just having a heyday
2: to keep oh, yeah. things
1: all turned up. Right. And, and, you know, spirit of desolation, even the idea of just like it's, you know, in that idea of your and I see it. I mean, even in our neighborhood last night, just looking out the front door, there was I don't know what was going on, but it was not good in terms of a, a, a mom and a and a dad. And it's like, OK, do I get involved?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Mm. Because I don't know these folks. And it's like or even when I go to prison and visit with the guys there, uh, it's it's complicated. And I think at the same time, God's got it. And so I'm always living in the tension of those two things, the already and the not yet we've talked about,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, the kingdom. I mean, it, someday it's going to be all set right. It's just not now. And so I think Curtis helping us to see is like, okay, this is really an opportunity, not about the future, because we don't know what the future is going to bring. Jesus even says that, don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: Oh, there's that don't worry again.
1: Yeah. Do not be anxious. But if we're not Here thinking we about the future... Now, I know you have to plan, but if we're sitting in in the moment and if we're walking with Jesus and saying, okay, Jesus, I'm just going to settle myself here in the moment and center myself on you and know about your goodness and to be reminded, like he said to the disciples there in John 20, uh, and again, Jesus said, peace be with you. Verse 21, as the father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy spirit. I mean, the promise that's in that, right? And it's and to me, I, I, I sort of see that the idea of, again, as I mentioned, Genesis 1, is God breathed on the earth and all the goodness that came in that moment. But yet we know seven days later, you know, the story gets kind of complicated when, you know, Cain <laughs> yes. and Abel show up, right? Right, right. And sin enters in with Adam and Eve, and it's like, okay, we've messed it up again, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's the human story. But then there's always the promise of the resurrection, right? The idea that... God's going to show up. So even there in Genesis, as Adam and Eve are being cursed, right? You're to, you know, the serpent's going to crawl in his belly, and the woman's going to have pain in childbirth, and Adam, you are going to have to work. Um, there is the promise that someday, from the seed of the woman, is going to come a promise, and that that's why we, as people of faith, have this amazing hope, and that even when we're pushing through anxiety, yeah, it doesn't feel right right now, and so I am not saying that exactly a person doesn't go get therapy and get get counseling. But I, I know when I talk to my guys in jail, it's like, have you ever talked to, you know, have you worked through the fact that, you know, okay, you tell me your story. Well, my grandfather died three years ago. Oh, mm-hmm. does that have anything to do with the fact that you're now using drugs? Well, I hadn't really thought about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you really ought to think about that, right? Yeah. And it's just like, and then you can just tell that that light goes off in their eyes. Well, no one's ever told them that because we're just all so busy and, mm-hmm. you know, complicated. Pastor Tom Repke
0: has joined us this morning, and we're talking about a book by Curtis Chang. It's called The Anxiety Opportunity. Okay, Tom, give us some information we can act upon if we want to investigate not only this book, but the podcast and possibly the idea of the after party as a tool that can be used with this very anxiety-producing year coming up here in the state of Ohio.
1: Yeah, well, Curtis is at org, and all the information can be there under the projects. And so at the after party, there's a link there, and I'd encourage people to go check that out. And if anybody has a question, they can reach out to me at the at lindenroad.church, and I'd be happy to help shape the dialogue. Can you pray us into Tuesday? Yes, let's do that. Okay. Father, we are grateful, and we look at your word to know that Uh, anxiety just is part of our life and we're grateful to know that that it's not that there's something wrong with us that actually it's part of how you've wired us and so we just pray in this moment even now as we think about the things that are in front of us that we can sense your presence and and if we can't just help us take a moment and just pause in our day to uh, see you in the way you want to work and let us not miss and to know that the holy spirit has been given to us as our power And let us be people of that. And so we just pray it now through the strong name of Jesus, who reigns on high in his name. Amen. Amen. And amen.
2: And I just want to add our heartfelt thought of the day, because I believe it goes so wonderfully with this. Uh, It's from David Jeremiah. We have the power of God within us and the hope of heaven before us. I think that's the perfect reminder. It is. That we have to have every day. Right. To Probably deal with that. To every deal with hour. Yeah, okay, yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, to deal already, with this anxiety, yeah. Yeah,
0: we've already played that song this morning, I Need the Every Hour. How yeah. appropriate <laughs> is that?
1: Yeah. There's some times where it's like, God, could you just show up in the next minute, right? Yeah. So. Yes. We Please. have to
2: remember, I mean, we... Please, Lord. We're here, and, and you know, Satan is running right. rampant in this world, and we have to live here with him. He's knocking at the door. We have to live here with him. So... We just have to remember that we have the power of God within we us. We
1: are people of the resurrection. That's right. And the grave is empty. Pastor Tom, thank you. Mark and Gabe, thank you. Mm-hmm. Blessings. Yeah. We
0: are always privileged and blessed when Pastor Tom has some time for us and... When his wife Melinda produces Coffee Cake Ministry.
2: And I think I'm going to second um, the title of uh, resident thinker. <laughs> because, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What did you call it? To t- you said not thinker, ponder. Ponderer. Ponder, because ponder. ponder, yeah. yeah, you definitely make us ponder.
0: Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, thank you. Blessings to you, sir. Blessings to you all. Thanks. All right. We'll check Andre's forecast. You know, there are times that I wish that we could just leave the microphones on and keep going and not have any consequences to anything that's going on. But Tom Repke is still here, and we're still talking about what we were talking about. And and it just popped into my mind about, you know, we're talking about anxiety and how anxiety can be opportunity. Uh, Tom, did you hear when we had Cheney Nesbeth on Mm -hmm. from the ministry in East Palestine? Right. And she talked about the ultimate outcome, what she was praying for in East Palestine was revival. Coming out of all this mess Be that careful has for in 2023, for. that's what she thinks is coming. Right. I agree. And we got to have her on again to, because there's new developments in East Palestine. Mm. But I just thought of Cheney Nesbeth. And everything that's happened in East Palestine and Columbiana County and in this last year.
1: Right. And that, the, I, I think the idea is it's just seeing that God is in charge. Right. right. And it's Sole Deo Gloria. You know, it's Johann Sebastian Bach. There is no secular. It is all sacred. And if we lean mm-hmm. into it, even even a terrible thing as a, as a train wreck and all the mm-hmm. things that, that did is to see that, okay, God's one more time. He, he shows up in a way to, it's a resurrection, right? And
0: that that wreck was six months ago, and the effects are still being felt and increasing on some families. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And it will be for, for, and for years. And it will. Yeah, for right. years. That's and a really yet, great
2: example of things that happen, and they're not fair. No. You know, it's just, people want life to be fair. It's not really fair.
0: And yet, we have the power of God within us and the hope of heaven before us.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. David, right. Jeremiah. Power That's of the resurrection.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What
0: a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Tom.
1: I <laughs> can say Jesus. goodbye to Tom for yeah. a second
0: time. It's uh, five minutes until eight o'clock. We're going to take a ride with the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir to take us to News Time. We are united. An inappropriate song. Praise the Lord for mm. that.